0: This is Baby Boomer Tales. I need to make a correction before I go one step further here. A few weeks ago, I did an episode called My 29 All-Time Favorite Music Songs. And when I was introducing everything, I started saying how we did volume one, and then we did volume two, and now we're doing volume three. And I made a statement something like, I should have called it my 57 all-time favorite music songs. And 29 times 3 is 87, not 57. And the only thing I can figure out is 29 times 2 is 58. So I must have taken a 50 from that and a 7 from the 87. And that's where I got that number. In the editing process, I never did catch it. And I didn't catch it until two days before it was to be released, it had already been published. And so I went back with the good intentions of changing that, but it's funny when you speak into your microphone, you sound different than maybe you sounded two days before. Same microphone, same place to sit, same everything, and yet the sound quality is different. I couldn't get it to be seamless enough, and so I decided I'll just let it go. No one's going to notice. So if you notice, congratulations. And if you didn't, now you and I have a lot in common. You can find us on the internet at babyboomertales.com. Once you've arrived there, you can find links to our Facebook page, to a place where you can be a patron, where you can buy our book, and all kinds of places you can access our podcast. Give it a shot you might like some of the pictures I put there. How are you today? My name's Jim. I'm glad you're here right along with me. We're going to talk about an intimate issue I have, and the title of the podcast is My Bedroom. Now, don't get excited. It's not that intimate, and it's not that exciting. I remember when I was really little, like five, six years old, we lived in our basement at our house up there in north central Colorado mountains, where we lived on the hill overlooking town, and all that was there that we lived in was a cinder block basement. In the wintertime, it looked like some kind of big old igloo. Well, my bedroom I shared with my brother John, and later, my brother Don. And we had two sets of bunk beds in that little bedroom, and the bedroom was not very large at all. The bunks were so close to each other, we would jump back and forth from the top bunk, try to land on the top bunk over on the other side of the room. And we'd usually do it unless we would crash and fall and hurt ourselves and cry and all that stuff. We'd make forts out of blankets. We'd play where we couldn't touch the floor because the hot lava would just boil you alive. Glug, 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 glug. We lived in that basement for years, and that was a good little bedroom for us boys. But the folks did build the rest of the house, and eventually we moved upstairs, and we still shared a room, John, Don, and I. It was a much larger room, but we still had the two sets of bunk beds. Four beds in all, three of us boys. So if we had company, there's a bed for them. And we still played fort. We still played lava. But jumping from one set of bunks to another set of bunk beds was a lot more exciting and a lot more dangerous. And we had a lot more crash and burns. But I remember that bedroom so well. It was a very nice little room. But my mom always liked to sleep with the windows open. I have to remember in the middle of the summer, it might get 25 degrees at night. And we'd be laying there shivering. To this day, I have to sleep in a cold bedroom in the summertime. Now our bedroom has three heat vents plus a vent in the bathroom. So I can set that air to be at 72 in the house and it'll be about 65 in our bedroom. And so that's good. I like that. I open up those heating vents, and it gets nice and cool in there in the summertime. But I used to lay right by this window, and I'd have a transistor radio in the summertime, and the window would be open, and I'd set that transistor radio up on the windowsill, and I'd turn it and turn it, and I could find the St. Louis station where they played Cardinal games, St. Louis Cardinals. And it was Jack Buck and Harry Carey on KMOX AM 1120 on your radio dial. And for some reason, not every night, but when the weather was just right, I'd get that station pretty good and I could listen to a baseball game. wonder what it would be like to be able to go to a baseball game and see Stan Musial and Red Shandings and maybe Bob Gibson pitching. That was a wonderful thing. I wasn't even a Cardinals fan, and I just loved listening to them. As I got older, I just felt trapped having to share a room with my little brothers. And so I made a big declaration of independence, and I told my folks I wanted to move back downstairs. Now, our old bedroom that us boys shared had been turned into my dad's office but their old bedroom down there was just a spare bedroom. And so I moved into the spare bedroom in the basement when I was about 12, maybe 13 years old. That was a great room, and I really liked my room. But you have to understand that in that bedroom, I think all the interior walls were some kind of a green color in that basement. All those cinder block walls So I got tired of looking at those green walls all the time. So one day, I was about 17 years old. I took a can of black spray paint and a can of copper spray paint. And I proceeded to spray paint one row of center blocks black. And then the next row up, I'd spray them copper. And the next row up, I'd spray them black. And the next row up, I sprayed them copper until I had both cinder block walls in that bedroom, black and copper stripes. I was very proud of myself. Now, I did that with the door closed so nobody would smell my paint. I do not know how I didn't asphyxiate myself, just lay there and just fall over dead, but I didn't. Well, the next day, my dad always had this habit of he'd wake you up about daylight, turn the light on, tell you that breakfast was ready, and he took one look at those walls and I was in some trouble. Maybe some pretty bad trouble. Well, we had a big brouhaha, him and mom and me. And I was grounded until I painted those walls back to one neutral color. They didn't have to be the green. It could be white or a beige or something. But I had to do that. And until I did that, I was grounded well i went to school that day and i realized that i had basketball practice that night so i just did what any red-blooded 17 year old stupid boy would do i went to basketball practice basketball practice was about two hours and right at the end of practice all of a sudden here showed up my aunt connie so i went over there and she said listen John and I are painting your walls because when you didn't come home and you came to basketball practice, we knew you'd be in so much trouble you'd never get out of it. That was the nicest thing anyone had ever done for me in my 17-year-old head. They sacrificed their evening for me so I could disobey my dad, I guess. Actually avert disaster because he wasn't kidding. Now, I don't know if Dad ever found out that they covered for me or not, but I did get to continue playing basketball. The room was painted, and I was ungrounded. Thank you, Connie and John. It means more to me now than it did then, because as I look back and see it, I understand that was an act of love you guys showed towards me. Of course, my 17-year-old mind didn't even understand that at the time. I basically had that room till I was about 19 or 20 years old. I'd left home, then I moved back home, and we've covered some of that in past episodes. Well, that room never did get repainted again, so whatever color John and Connie painted it, and it's probably still that color to this day, but I had a nice stereo down there. The room had no windows because when they added onto the house, the windows on the east side of that basement were covered up by the addition of the house. So there was absolutely no windows. you turned turn the lights off in the middle of the day. It was pitch black in that room. I had a Coors Beer sign, a pink bathroom rug on the wall. that was a picture of a peacock on it. I had an aquarium bubbling away with tropical fish. It was a wonderful room. Living in the basement was always kind of my thing. I always liked living in the basement. When I had the job where I had to check to see if it had snowed the night before, I'd have to stumble out and kind of stand on something to look out the basement window of the old living room, see if it was snowing. Well, I'm not going to talk about every place that I called my bedroom, but I had some that I need to talk about, and one of them is the most unforgettable room I ever had in my life. Not that it was so wonderful and great, but that it was such a nightmare of a room in a nightmare of a house in a nightmare of a situation that I can't forget that sucker if I wanted to. I worked on a dam up above a town about 15 miles away from us. They were building a dam up in the mountains above it. I worked with a couple guys and they had this big old house, or at least I thought it was big, they thought it was big, and they needed another roommate and so I went over there and the room was actually the furnace room it's pretty good size but it had the furnace in there they used it as a storage room so I moved all that stuff out and just me and the furnace were roommates in there but the house had three bedrooms it also had a porch that they utilized as a bedroom the furnace room and then there was a little room off of the unheated uninsulated garage that another guy lived in. So there's six of us. Two of them were girls. Four of us were guys living in that house. I've always liked to sleep when it's cold outside and cold in my bedroom. And all of a sudden, this furnace, when it went on to heat the house, my room just got hot. There's no making it so it wouldn't get hot in there. I'd lay there just on top of the covers, never get to snuggle under the covers and peek out see the cold room none of that was going on we had a roommate and he'd take everybody's food didn't have communal food or anything but he'd steal your food at night everybody had their food labeled and he'd come in way late at night after everybody was asleep steal everybody's food he stole several things of mine it got to be such a bad situation there that finally I moved Dave came, and we filled up my pickup with all my stuff, and I moved up to my dad's farm into the pump house. Now, the pump house was six foot by six foot. There wasn't even enough room for a bed in there. I put a chaise lounge in there. Dave said, you sure you can live in here? I said, sure I can live in here. I can live anywhere, Dave. Well, that was probably true, but that night I could not stretch out all the way So I scrunched up trying to sleep. Well, I'm six foot tall, and when the whole room is only six feet long, that does not translate to where you can stretch out at all. Then I realized how small the place was. There's enough room for me to stand up off that chaise lounge, walk over to the hot plate. To open the door and get out, I had to kind of squeeze myself between the chaise lounge and the door jamb. And I lasted one day there. I went back to my folks' house. Later on, I then moved to this nice four-bedroom house where I was a caretaker for a bunch of cabins, an old bar and restaurant. The house was a nice two-story house. And my only roommate was a raccoon that I caught. Well, he'd stink the house up something fierce. But he was my roommate. I later got a rebate because the people that owned the whole place that I worked for there, being the caretaker, decided, hey, that guy's up there in that main house by himself. Let's put this other guy in there. Well, that didn't really last very long through no fault of mine or the guy that moved in. But I ended up moving out of there. Eventually, I moved in to a little house with my girlfriend the girl I married just a few months later than that. Well, we ended up buying a nice little trailer house in my hometown a few months later, and we moved up there, and what I liked the most about that trailer is it had the best bathroom I've ever owned. It had a washer-dryer hookup, and we bought a new washer and dryer for my Uncle Sam, At the Gamble store and they brought it up and they plugged it in. It was Harvest Wheat or Harvest Gold, whatever that color was, back in the 70s. And it made that bathroom warm and inviting. So it had a bathtub, a shower, the vanity and the stool, and the washer dryer. It was a wonderful bathroom. And it was right off my bedroom. And I'll always remember that. Well, then we bought Jay's grandmother's house and we totally remodeled it and that includes tearing the wall of the little one bedroom house tearing that wall out and opening the whole thing up and making two bedrooms out of the garage what i remember about that bedroom of course it wasn't the bedroom it was just in that front room we went down and bought a sleeper sofa. And the plan was we'd sleep in that until we finished making the garage into a two-bedroom situation. Well, you ever slept on one of those sleeper sofas? You take the cushions out, and you pull out the mattress that's on this frame thing, and then you can have it all made up and stuff even. Then you lay down, and there's a bar that runs across, and it runs right in the middle of your back. That only lasted a couple of days. And so what we did is we took that mattress off every night, closed the couch back up, put the mattress on the floor, and slept on the floor. We did that for several years until we got those bedrooms finished. That was one miserable time. But we made the house nice. and was warm and inviting. And when we got those bedrooms done there, It was all worth it. When we moved to Kansas and we bought our house in Kansas, I experienced something I never experienced. It was called a Hollywood bath. Our bedroom, when you went to the bathroom, you could go in there, but there was an entrance door also to that same bathroom off the hallway. It was a one-bathroom house. And so even though it seemed like we had our private bath, we did not. We had to share it with our girls. A Hollywood bath, that was called. I'm sure they only do that in the cheap part of Hollywood and not Rodeo Drive. Our house today, our bedroom is very large, and it has a sitting room in it also. It's kind of L-shaped away from what was intended to be the sleeping area. Well, when we moved in... I decided, let's put the bed back there. I've always kind of liked cubbies and stuff where I sleep. And so we put our king-size bed back there in that sitting area. And the main problem with it, there's only about a foot on each side of the bed that you could negotiate. So it was enough to make the bed and all that. But it should have been about another foot wider there. And we put bookshelves in the bedroom part. Had a nice library. And we were that way for 20 years there. To get to the bathroom in the middle of the night, you had to kind of remember where the bath was because it was off of the sleeping area. Well, finally, my wife talked me into, let's switch that all out. And so we put the bed where it was intended to be. And when I get up now, I just sit up and the bathroom's right there. The area that we had the bed has turned into a nice little sitting room. My wife uses it for her study. It also has a TV in there. We took the library and put half of it in that sitting area, and half of it in my office, and it all worked out better. I should have listened to my wife in the first place. We have a very nice bedroom. Like I said, we have three heating vents in that bedroom so it can be just as cold as you want in the summertime in there. So I can sleep like a baby, wake up all refreshed and thankful to God Almighty that I'm not sleeping in a furnace room some more. Always be kind. It's the very best way. It's like taking the high road in life. I'll be back next Wednesday. Peace out.